I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome to Frau Pow, where your hosts, Odd and Rags. Oh, we're doing the intro. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the intro. Um, so this week we are interviewing Kate Sarah Sarah, um, who is a jammer for Gotham Roller Derby, and we're very excited to have her in the studio. It's always fun when we can get people actually with us, so we can. I like seeing people's faces when mm, I make I jokes. Too. I yeah. need self assurance. <laughs> um, but we're gonna talk about. Um, Whatever Kate wants. I have in here insert fangirling about how fast and awesome she is. <laughs> Which is true. Which is very true. Um, I think I'm pretty fast. You, you are, are very fast. Um, I went to a Gotham <laughs> Pride game a few years ago and you were jamming and I like. In a purple skirt? Yes. And I like fell in love. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> she's real good at derby <laughs> so how did you get started in roller derby well I, I think I had been watching the game um, 
we we um, Gotham had been doing some some uh, broadcast on uh, on cable, and I I recognized right away um, that it was so local, um, but it didn't even occur to me that anybody was playing um, you know all around the world, you know. So um, so this was all the Derby I knew. Was, oh, you know, I I I have to go see it. I'll go watch, and you know, maybe there was some you know attraction to the uh, the DIY. Uh, ness of of what I was seeing here, uh, but also it was really good production, right? There was uh, you know camera switches and and whatnot, and so uh, something I was watching to be taken seriously, and and so I, I just had to go you know check it out in person, and then uh, I don't know I fell in love with the game. Um, you know I certainly uh, developed my fanhood around uh, one team, which I'm you know I'll keep that a secret, <laughs> which team, but <laughs> I, I knew I was watching something very different, right? This was, a, you know, um, uh, at least what I saw was, uh, was uh, some folks reclaiming the sport. And I would find that there's, um, there was this whole, um, you know, resurgence in history that I, I learned through going to the games and just being around the games and, you know, uh, that my own appreciation would only come with more answers to questions I didn't even have, uh, I didn't even think to ask, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was just you know, more and more thoroughly impressed. And um, at the same time, I was playing a lot of uh, a lot of softball. I'd been playing baseball since I was a child. And mm-hmm. um, right around the same time, I think I just needed the company of of women. I was already out, and um, and I wasn't finding um, myself, you know, sort of you know, developing uh, any further in my in my sport or in my womanhood by uh, you know playing sports, uh, even mixed with, you know, men and women. Uh, I was finding the level of competition that I needed to be among men's um, ball. And I started seeking, um, you know, the equivalent in a, in a women's uh, variety. It, um, and I think that year they also kept the track down for another weekend and had an invitational. And it, it occurred to me that there was this team that was a bunch of players mixed together uh, from the home teams, mm-hmm. like all the ones I, you know, remember being like the best players put mm-hmm. together. It, nobody explained it to me, right? <laughs> I, I didn't hear a lot about it on the microphone or anything, but it started to occur to me. I remembered all these different players, and they were all wearing the same shirts, and um, and I, I kind of felt I felt it right there. I had this beach chair um, at the trackside. I, I always had a beach chair in my car anyway. I love the beach. Um, so when I went to Coney Island, I, I got there and I, I see all these seats, but somebody had a beach chair out and I said, Oh, I'm going back. And I grabbed the beach chair and I put it right there at the 50 yard line, so to speak. And so I've never sat so close to a derby track at that point it's and intense. watching, you know, the Gotham all stars. And I, I just decided right there. I said that that was, uh, you know, I, it was time. I, I, uh, I think I would find what I needed from the sport there. Went home right away. looked up all I could about the, you know, if there was anything related to gender and, and, and apparently I'd be pretty welcome. At least, at least what I've, what I was able to learn from WFTDA at the Mm -hmm. time, Um, you know, they had some requirements, I fit them and, and, and that would change later. But I, I just, you know, I knew this was where I'd like, I'd be able to, you know, find, um, you know, folks that, that wanted to be in the good company of, uh, here. In like the competition and athleticism is what I also am like caring about, which I think is something that like a lot of people don't know about with the WFTDA, like outside of our like little bubble. I know at least with my my family there or just pe- my dad is like so excited that I'm playing roller derby and tells everyone. Um, 
And like people are like, oh, so like you guys get in fights and all this stuff. I'm like, no, like it's like very competitive. I'm in really good shape because I have to be in order to be able to play this game. Like it's it's like an actual sport. Yeah. yeah. And and it's that's that was a one of the important criteria for me, right? Like I, I needed to be in a place where I can uh can compete and, and right. can, you know, uh share that level of 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 competition and, and, uh, you know, a drive to win, uh, then that was one of the things that was most scary for me too. If I, if I transitioned to women's sports entirely, um, any sport, um, I already had this sense that playing sports or being slightly competitive wasn't such a big deal and nobody was saying it outright to me, but I knew some way I'm not really allowed to win. And it, mm-hmm. I knew that wasn't as right. As a trans woman. Yeah. As a trans yeah. woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to come here and and know that I'm already coming on to, uh, you know, a program that that has a history of 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 winning, and there's and and they're only encouraging me to to you know, uh, keep moving in the direction I think I might want to play. Mm-hmm. Well, you should play. Well, now I now I do want to play because somebody told me I should play. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, somebody told me I should buy skates. I followed their lead. Uh, you know, um, listening to you talking about uh, how trans women aren't allowed to win. Um, I, that that's actually a big thing that's coming up uh, in the news, and it it like sucks to hear because it's like the you're you're human, you're you're allowed to do your sports and you're allowed to compete and just compete. Who cares? Um, but there was something that I was going to say to this. Oh, be um like going to a team where you are allowed to be who you are, and you're allowed to compete as who you are. That must have been like. I feel like that must have been somewhat freeing to, you know, you're, you're come as you are. We accept you as you are. Yeah, uh, very much so. And, um, I, I, um, yeah, I came in with some, you know, fears, you know, mm-hmm. uh, everything right down to what will I wear, uh, to, um, you know, to, uh, whether uh, there would be some, uh, underlying, you know, uh, resentment towards uh, my joining, but the, the, you know, when you're overwhelmed with you know constant uh, positive um, you know uh, feedback and and encouragement, um, it, you know it, 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 I think it was just time spent kept uh, rooting those thoughts out for me because I, mm-hmm. I expected there to be trouble and I don't think you know I, I walked into a place that was totally free of microaggression or aggression right uh, but uh, you know I have some amount of uh, you know, things I can tolerate, right? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sort of a, you know, tough one myself and I've been out some time. And so I've heard a lot of those, those things that are, you know, meant to hurt me. But, uh, you know, I think overwhelmingly more and more, uh, you know, it, when you're told you belong here and, and not just that you belong here, we expect you to compete. Mm-hmm. We expect you to play at yeah. a high level. We expect you to take care of your body. Um, we expect you to, uh, make good decisions about about how you spend your time. Um, you know, the, the the team, the the league really, you know, gave me that sort of permission to, um, you know, to be the the athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I wanted to be. Yeah. Um. So I was. Um. I think that this is the trans visibility in sports in general is something. Um. That is, like, coming up more and more, mm-hmm. and the like this whole thing about. Um, like trans women not being able to win, especially it's just, I, 
I heard someone say like, what is going to prevent someone like, a, for example, like um, a country, if we're talking about the athletics. Olympics. Olympics. You know, what's going to prevent them from like having like trans, like in quotation marks, like women competing so they can win. And I'm like, I just, I don't think anybody, like that's not a thing that you it, that is what's something that's like really bothering to me that I've heard lately. And maybe that's just like a really niche. Um, no, I think like what you're comment. saying is important because it's, it's discounting the fact that people are transitioning to transition first and foremost to the body right. that they want to be in. Yeah. And to be, present as the person that they are. Right. <clears throat> like it's not and like. not to be a better athlete. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the previous problem, you know, was was bathrooms, right? I mean, and and mm. so I think we figured out that I'm I'm not using the women's room, um, because I have any interest in your children, you know. <laughs> let's just leave it there. But the, you know, I, I and I think overwhelmingly, right? We figured out that you know what, I I think you know most trans people have enough fear of, right. of you know, using the bathroom themselves, and time and time again, right? We've we've only seen. You know that that um, the trans women have just fell into so many different uh, categories. There's, I mean, the intersectionality alone, it, yeah, right? Like, if, if I if I happen to be the the one that's going to win, I can't imagine how many other people are aspiring to be that. And if I can't be their role model, then why not? And mm -hmm. if it's not me, then who am I looking up to, right? And uh, it's not because you know, you're a trans woman; it's because you're athletic and you're yeah, competitive, yeah. and like you want to be but good I at the sport. Happen to be the one that might win something, yeah. right? And and you know, so my friends in row, somebody out there might have my friends at VRDL, somebody might have, right? It, you know, uh, what what if I wasn't on one of these three or four or five or how many top teams at some point? what I have to not be on before it's okay with you, right? And, mm -hmm. and so that's just using my sport as an example because my sport, I don't feel like um, I'm experiencing that 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 level of fear from, mm -hmm. the, from the mainstream. Um, but, you know, um, I do see it happening in, in sports across the board. And, yeah. and I, I think lifting has been one of lifting's them. Lifting's been, um, um, oh, lifting's, so uh, USA Powerlifting Federation has recently announced that they are not going to allow transgender athletes compete. And uh, on the other side, there I, I can't remember the other federation off the top of my head, but there's another powerlifting federation that's like, we will allow anybody to compete, you know, and um, in strongman and strongwoman, um, there's two federations again, and one of them, Strongman Corps, has decided to adopt the IOC's standards of competition for uh, trans folks. Um, and it's basically like you need to have a certain amount of testosterone in your body or a certain amount of estrogen and X, Y, Z. And it's like, I understand that like, we kind of need to figure out a way of what qualifies a person to compete, even as like a cis person. But a lot of people in the forums that I'm seeing, a lot of women or like I have more testosterone than an average well, that's, guy. That's the thing. That's what. Yeah, is, I like, saw you like me... ready to jump at it. I'm like, that's... <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of issues when we have to like get down to like hormonal levels, hormonal levels yeah. with anything. But like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. do you? I just have a lot. You, I don't have to prove my like gender to you in mm -hmm. any way. Like, why would I go? It goes back to like, why am I going to be like, yeah. well, I'm a woman. But I, you know, I'm just really a man. I'm saying I'm a woman because I'm going to be a better athlete. Right. Like, exactly. I'm not going to try to be a scientist in this, right? I, I know I take hormones. I know my levels are, 
probably fine for uh, for IOC. Um, but the reality is that, that when IOC, you know, came out with its um, uh, guidelines uh, long, long before, um, you know, lifting mm-hmm. has started to actually now reference it. But when IOC came out, I thought, you know, that that, that was a step in the direction that I needed as an athlete to right. actually believe that, like, you know, that it was somehow welcome. And I knew that it wasn't right. That like mm-hmm. these policies weren't being written in a way that was saying, Hey, please come be an Olympian. Mm-hmm. They were being written in a way to say, Hey, this is going to be a little hard for you. And if you have any reason to aspire, we're going to try to make sure that we put as many caps on you as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, it, it didn't feel like I deserved to go and, and be at the top of, any game, uh, you know, because the the IOC was representing all the games, right? Yeah. Um, or at least what one should, you know, consider as a guideline. I, th- I think you can have your own guidelines, but if if you follow the IOC, the the federations tend to to you know to gravitate towards what they produce. the The reality is, it didn't feel like that they meant to make the sport accessible, to make any sport accessible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, it was quite restrictive for a lot of people. I think I had a pretty standard transition, if you will, at least hormonally, and I could qualify and that's wonderful, but it didn't feel like I qualified to right, do anything. Right. I didn't feel like I qualified to win a gold medal, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't grow up thinking that I should be an Olympian because that's the, you know, the, the, if I have these things going on, I automatically have been disqualified. Maybe now I qualify, but you know, at at my age or my at my status or or at, at wherever I was in the world in my transition right now, I said that I had no reason to think that you know I should play a game for twelve years mm-hmm. that I might get really good at, and now I qualify, and so I'm going to carry that twelve years of experience into this game that I now qualify to to win. Right. Right. It didn't feel like that. Right. And well, I mean, like, it's like that part of it. And also like pseudoscience. The science part is really (laughs) what gets me because I I mean, I just like having facts and like being able to be like, well, that doesn't make sense because it's more logical. Yeah, I am very logical. (laughs) Um, But I did some research about it because and I pulled it up on my computer. Is it the men's health? Yeah. And I mean, I've done other stuff, but I think Mm -hmm. this is like the most clearly laid out when you said that to me. Yeah, that. <clears throat> they researchers have done tests on male and like cis male and cis female Olympians and testing their testosterone levels and they were all over the place. Like yeah. it doesn't really matter like what your testosterone levels are and that's what really makes me mad especially with the um track runner. I forget her name. That she's um like had too much testosterone in her oh, blood. Oh, uh, was this the South African track yes, runner? Yes, yeah, I yeah. remember this. It was a few and, years ago. Like, just don't use like bad science to try and be a like a gate for people to prove like even if you meet those levels, like that it shouldn't be a requirement. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean those, and, and even in Derby, like we had some requirement in place already. I didn't, re- you know, resist it, but it didn't feel like it was meant to hold me back. We can even change it later, right? Because I was walking into a culture that said, you know, this is our first step and this is our first way to say you're welcome here. And it felt like they were saying you're welcome here, even with a restrictive policy mm-hmm. that we later decided, hey, that's pretty restrictive. I I felt like I qualified. <laughs> Nobody really checked, right? 
And I felt good about it. Yeah. Right. Even though I knew I, you know, fit the requirement, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't being held over my head in a way that was to say, you don't belong here because, but if you do qualify, you know, we're, we're trying to bring you in. It was inclusive right? rather like yeah. than exclusive. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we did make the changes and I, you know, I got to have a, a say in that process is, you know, the, mm -hmm. the organizations uh, that, that represent Derby are run by democratic principles and whatnot. And mm -hmm. so we, you know, mm -hmm. we, we were able to have those conversations openly and, and have members, uh, you know, make decisions that, that, you know, followed that spirit of saying, we actually do want you to come and play this game. We do think you should be allowed to win uh, in a competitive environment, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and at every level, right? We have all these, okay. you know, various rankings and whatnot, and, you know, we should be allowed to participate in what we've already built here. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Yeah. I, um, so... Odd, odd, I know, is referencing the Men's Health magazine that recently came out um, talking about trans athletes and everything. And um, from what I read, they seem to be a huge proponent of, like, let them compete. Um, and I, I Which have, is surprising for Men's Health. Well, just, yes and no, because they did have Aiden Dowling on the cover at one stage. Yeah, I just meant Men's Health yes. in general. Um, but I, there's, there's two comments that I have. And the first comment is... In all the forums that I've seen, all the people, most of the people, 95% of the people who have any sort of outrage about trans women competing with women are all cis men, which I find as per usual, as per usual, they right? They need to be in control of everything. And they're all, and it was just astounding. And then there were so many women that, and myself included, that were like, I really don't care if trans women compete guess what you're a woman you compete with us and also like you know what if you win that just means that i need to work harder to level up and that should be my motivating factor is just i just need to work harder in general because guess what i'm i'm not the strongest person and here it is right and if you do win awesome fucking good job like you worked hard for it you spent your hours and your time doing something that will propel you going forward. And then my second thought is transition is such a long journey, so to speak. Like, you know, the hormones don't always, they don't work right away. So what are you going to do in those, like, let's say five years, like, what are you going to do in those five years of transitioning with the hormones and getting your body to a space where you feel comfortable? Yeah. And, but you're, you're an athlete, you know, yeah. like there's in that the huge current, gray area. In the current time, I'm, I'm an athlete, right? And, and when I'm taking hormones, 
for the first time, and you know, in my case, it's been you know, 20 some odd years, but mm-hmm. the, you know, let's say you start your hormones tomorrow, are you supposed to be an aspiring athlete during that time, right? right? You know, because great, now I meet all the levels and it's been two years, but have you been lifting? I, I don't know anymore. Have, have you been skating? I don't know, right? Uh, if that time off, you know, is, is not, you know, the worst of purgatory for an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Does, it, is, does that to say I, I can't practice, I can't show up? Uh, yeah, you have to be able to compete during the time. And, and, and you know, transition can't be considered uh, uh, over ever, right? We're always uh, changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we wake up every day and nobody's levels are ever quite the same, right? Um, and, you, you know, it shouldn't be subject to be measured every single minute. Right. Um, because on a hunch, yours may be a little different today than everyone else's. Well, I think even like a cisgendered person, our levels are constantly changing every day too. So yeah. you can't, are you going to ex- expect a transgendered athlete to be more perfect in terms of hormone levels when, you know, as a cisgender woman, my hormone levels change every single day and every single month and I go through these cycles. So if if you can't expect yourself to have perfect hormone levels all the time. You definitely can't expect anybody else across the world and across gender categories to do that. Yeah, and 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 if if those policies aren't being made with the spirit or the intention to say we're trying to find ways to welcome you to our sport, mm-hmm. then 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 you know the jury's out, right? It's pretty clear that many of these policies are written, you know, to make sure. That, that we protect ourselves from the possibility of transgender people winning in their game, um, right? Uh, eventually, it's, 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 we, we're all gonna play sport whether or not um, these policies exist, right? We're going right. to play. The, but if they are written uh, with the spirit of intention, it, you, we will find out very quickly, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in, a, in a real short amount of time, that the, the motivation was never, um, to bring you into a sport, but to make sure that you don't get in in the first place. So uh, uh, while Odd is Googling something, which I'm sure is important for this conversation, um, our producer Kate brought up an interesting point about how back in the olden days of like the 1930s, 1940s, um, people of color were excluded from sport because of pseudoscientific reasons of like, you know, well, they're more aggressive or they're more athletic and they're, you know, they can't win essentially. And, you know, I think she's right. I think there is a, a certain parallel. And I think across the board, when it comes to just like your right to exist, I think there are so many parallels whenever, at the end of the day, the argument is whether or not you have a right to exist and flourish and be happy. And I think a lot of athletes, you know, most athletes will find that their happiness is in athletics and do you have a right to pursue the thing that makes you happy in athletics? And 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 look, if if you know, if there's some need for for that to to put me at, at equal, I think we've gotten to a point where you know this is having a much more dramatic effect um, on my body than than it is for you know, let's say some cis body. It's a, you know, right. it's putting me at a much there's a there's a larger hurdle. Uh, for me, at least in this instance, and talk from my own experience, right? But I have this one hurdle that I have to like, you know, try a little harder at, uh, 
you know, because I do take these, these, um, you know, these pills or, um, I don't know. if we Great. Well, mm-hmm. like, I think that it shouldn't, it should be up to you and like to answer whether or not yeah. hormones are right for your body or like some people experience dysphoria, like, is yeah. that if if that's right for you or if those symptoms override your dysphoria like that's up that's up to you yeah. that's up to you like i don't i don't know and like we shouldn't be making those decisions for other people yeah. right and so um i wonder how it's been for you being like on such a visible roller derby team who's like very well known all over the place um as someone who's trans like how has that been for you you know, it's been it's been really wonderful to to have. It's really been wonderful to like be out and know that I can, but I haven't spent a lot of time talking about it. I haven't done a, a whole lot of interviews, right? I mm-hmm. uh, for for the most part, I've um, you know, I'll show up as a member of the team, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been really nice that you know, transness has not been the subject of any of the things I've ever talked about, right? I, I, yeah. I do post-game interview or a, I'll, I'll make an appearance somewhere that, and, and it has nothing or, or, or very little to do with uh, being trans, but that's not something to hide either, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a, if it's a, something I can be proud about on top of the fact that I'm a member of this team, it, it, it it's always been about the team, right? And, mm-hmm. and so I know that when I go to championships though, there is a whole, a bunch of folks that, that want to get to know that part of me too and mm-hmm. say, you know, I, maybe I do look up to you because you're some, you know, trans athlete specifically. And it's it's nice to not disacknowledge that, mm-hmm. but it's that, you know, that I am on this this team first, right? And not and, just like as the trans like token member of the team. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, if if I am, you know, solo in, in that or not, uh, you know, different times, um, the team is, uh, you know, I've, I've found the good company of trans women and cis women on the team and um, um, on all of the teams. Um, but it's it's nice to think that 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 it could be a, a member of the team or the league first, and then you know there's this other part of me that like you know is also celebrated in a way that wasn't before. Well, it's <laughs> like you know you're trans, yes. There's other things about you. Yeah. You know, you're you're an athlete, you know, you do XYZ, you know. There's so many other things ab- about you and being trans is just one of many things that make you who you are. And you know, yes, sometimes this is the most important thing and this is sometimes what has to get the spotlight, but what about this? Uh, you know, what about your athleticism and what about the team and at the end of the day, sometimes it's nice to know that people are focusing on something other than your transness, so yeah. to speak, your gender. And at home, that that is very much the case for me. I mean, I I, I show up, you know, every day with easily four or five days a week, you know, and that's the thing that we're talking about, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how are we going to win this game? How are we going to participate in in a, you know, in this you know tournament, in this game, in this you know, what are the strategies? All the all the things that make the sport what it is, right? I get to fully participate in that, free of wondering if there's this, you know. Uh, but if if being trans somehow is interesting, it's nice to not 
avoid that either, mm-hmm. right? And and for the right reasons, right? Like I'm not trying to, you know, answer a thousand questions, you know, every day, right? When I show up to the track, I have, you know, a, a, a list of things that I want to get done for that day, and um, you know, and if 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 the subject comes up that you know, uh, that my story could be interesting, then I might be able to share it. But m- almost always, I don't think people are looking for, you know, those 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 hard, you know, 10 questions that, you know, everybody, it's, it's the, the ones that are really annoying that you mm-hmm. don't want to ask or be asked all the time. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is, it is a big part of, you know, my experience and to not have a place to, to, to share stories would, would be, limiting in and of itself, right? I mean, I could put my head down and, and, and sort of work and, and do the things and be a competitor, but um, but it to me, it does seem known, whether I mention it or not, that I might be a person of this experience of being trans. I'm, I'm not sure that, that I pass all the time and it doesn't really bother me if I don't. I actually do enjoy uh, the process of being uh, out and visible at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What has been what has been like one of the best things about you being out, like in the in your experience so far? I I you know it's the kids, it's the kids. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and maybe it's an age thing, but uh, you know, I'm watching kids come out younger and younger every day. And um, you know they're they're around and they 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 look up and they you know they they see somebody that that might be like them and because they don't but but that I'm not just passing or blending in and and you know in a way that like they didn't know like the, the kids can find you out right the kids are the like the best detectors of like you know transness gayness right <laughs> every right? they're the, the natural the lie detectors kids will call you out. <laughs> They will call you out, and and I love them, you know, for that. It's like, you know, I, I can see it already that, you know, when they come up and they they identify in some way with my presentation, right? Because it's not like I'm just waving the flag and saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, kids over here, I'm your trans, you know, no. Um, but like, but, but I know they see it. You know, we're allowed to dream, right? We're allowed to dream of mm-hmm. being really at stuff and you know whether it's art or sport or what they, they need that you know and i think i need it just as much to know that you know if i'm gonna be out and visible that you know my most likely you know influence is gonna be on this this next generation that could that doesn't feel like they have to explain themselves so thanks for listening to our interview with kate sarah sarah We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on social media at Podcast. Um, And if you are into emails, you can send us an email at frowpowpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, don't don't be be a dick. dick. Cool.